This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, episode number 31, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley alongside. Good to be back after a one-week hiatus. Yes, indeed. Thanks for accommodating me. Uh, things pop up from time to time, so I had to take care of business last week. I, I was just as guilty. I didn't, you know. I was like, "Well, what can we do?" No, we're doing not doing anything. We're yeah. just going to take the week off. There's not. Oh, that's a- right. You accommodated yourself too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so, uh, but we're back this week, and uh, it's good to be back. A lot of a lot of stuff took place over the last couple of weeks because yeah, you're not kidding. In, in full disclosure, the whole reason why I was out last week uh, on it is. Uh, I made a, a red eye trek back from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, and, and you know, when we usually recorded in the middle of Monday afternoon, I was sleeping. So <laughs> yeah, when I, I and I wasn't going to call you, I I figured that right after you got off the air, you were going right back to bed, and that likely we would just do a best of. Yeah. And I had I, and boy, the days run together. I had something going on last week or multiple things as I usually well, you do. You were working on the fan last Monday, I think. So yeah, uh, filling in, I yeah. guess again, yeah. I, it all runs together. So yes, but I also had something else going on the last Monday afternoon as well. So it was just easier that way. But uh, yeah, but but no, so, what I figured when I didn't hear from it was like I'm not going to push that. Well, so in full disclosure, so everybody knows that Mike Bradley here on the shore. That's what he goes by here on the shore, Mike Bradley, and of course he's uh, you know that's our, my middle our, name. our anchor with uh, Overtime Live here in studio, um, and uh, you know we we found out he. He can do play by play too, and uh, <laughs> uh, but he's also the morning show host on uh, the talk WGMD. Talk of Delmarva. Yeah, Talk of Delmarva. Yeah. And uh, the talk uh, might be one of those crazy TV shows okay. on well, that's whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's the view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is the talk that was on CBS, I okay. believe. All right. yeah. So he's yeah. on the Talk of, Del, talk of Delmarva. Um, uh, you can find him on the dial 927. Uh, and now you've got another big stick that you're on. Too. We're on 98.5 as well. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then. But it's not all sports. So don't yeah. think I'm doing four no, hours of sports. Def- I'm not, it's folks. Definitely not. It's no. a little bit of sports. But then he'll cross the bridge and uh, he fills in and does all the Maryland uh, stuff, although Maryland basketball's over, um, the, the pregame and all that for Maryland basketball and football on 105.7 The Fan. And he's known as Michael Popovic yes. there because that's so easy to say. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what people in Baltimore know me yes. as. But no, I, I mean, I do a regular weekend show there. And with the Orioles having jumped ship to another station or stations, um, I'll be pretty regularly Saturday, Sunday, 3 to 6. Oh. Uh, but I, I pop around all over the place doing fill-in. But you're right. A lot of people have heard me doing Maryland football pregame and mm-hmm. halftime show and scoreboards. And then, yeah, this year for the first time, I did all, I think all but one Maryland basketball games pregame and then for away games postgame as well. And uh, that's the first time. So I'm pretty much all in with Maryland and really fortunate to have the opportunities. And again, being able to, to do this as well. And, I, and Mark, I give you a lot of credit because, you know, with me doing this here and really being into the preps year round now, not just for football, you know, I've taken some of that to the show with me in Baltimore that 
the the tagline for me now is from pros to preps. Right. So I, I don't hesitate talking college and high school a little bit more the weekend. You have a little bit more flexibility. So I'm going to do it because they deserve that attention. And we certainly do that here on the shore. And, you know, I, I cover a little bit of that on the Western Shore with, with those folks over there. A- absolutely. And I think we have a, uh, a good show planned for you today uh, with coaching news. So why don't we get right into it right here uh, right now on uh, uh, Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports podcast brought to you by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville on Ken Island at 112 Long canoe circle in the chesapeake bay business park now offering 24-hour gym access more information at the edge training academy.com all right so the the news broke uh this earlier this week uh there were i guess last week late in the week that uh, greg lezinski the uh, coach at washington high school mm-hmm. uh, stepped down and immediately took the head coaching position at jm bennett uh, congratulations to Greg. We'll be having him on uh, the show in a little while. In fact, we'll get to him coming up in a little bit. Uh, but uh, that leaves a vacancy there in Washington. We'll get to that here momentarily. Um, something else happened uh, in the last two weeks that we kind of knew that we were expecting to see happen. And that was James McCormick uh, calling me and letting me know that uh, he's not ready to retire. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Tom Brady. You know how Brady retired and then came back, you know, and because he was going to be spending time, right. you know, so much time with his wife and kids. He's like, oh, no, I got I to go back. Or to was the it then field. saying, ah, we've had yeah. enough of you already. Get, get back. Yeah, and, get out of here. And, and McCormick, you know, he it's him and his wife. But his wife always comes to the games and he's just mm-hmm. not ready to give it up yet. So. He is going to stay. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. To, as to be well. fair, though, he never officially re- he never retired and then right. came back. Oh, absolutely. He said he yeah. was thinking about it, yeah. but never said that he was actually going to yeah, retire. And I and I think this situation just wasn't quite ready. And he didn't tell me this, but I think personally, knowing as McCormick as well as I do, he hadn't groomed anybody to take over that program mm-hmm. just yet. And and I think that's what he wants to focus on this year. Or, or in the next couple of years. I don't know. He wants to get a guy up to speed and, and ready to roll. So much so that I think he's even going to turn over the play calling, offensive play calling duties, uh, to his uh, uh, one of his protégés, a guy that was coaching JV. With input? Yeah, well, I would, yeah most definitely. Uh, and McCormick's probably going to call defense. I can't believe that. Okay. Has he ever called defense before? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a defensive guy too. He went. Don't let him fool you. Is he? Yeah. I, no, I didn't know he, that. Okay. Him and him, him and Colin Joseph. I mean, they okay. always. Yeah, you know, Colin ran the defensive side, but I'm sure it had input. Okay. Yeah. I, that's. So, I, I didn't know that as uh, yeah. as much. Yeah. Um, but look, when you're a part of something that you really work hard at for a long, long time, of course, his dad as well was a previous coach. So I think that's ingrained in him even more than if it was just him, if he was the only McCormick that had coached there. You, you, you work so hard and you build something up the way that you had. You do want to put it in a position where you hope when you leave that it can continue you don't want to see it flounder now look some guys may say look i put in all my time that's not my problem anymore and that's certainly they're right you know i mean the the ad's of schools have a certain responsibility as well to make sure that their athletic programs are as successful as they can be which includes the hires and such but you know this is where a coach like mccormick he care you know he cares more and it's about yeah i want to leave things in good shape so that this program can continue to thrive 
thrive and uh, be successful or be in a position to be successful. He doesn't have to do it, but yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And I think there are a lot of the guys here that would do the, would do the same. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, another coach stepped down. Uh, kind of surprisingly, back on the uh, 28th of February, uh, we got word from one of our sources that Brian Aiken at Kent County had stepped down. So I immediately reached out to Brian and I said, uh, sorry to give you, see you give up Kent County. Hope all is well. He responded by telling me that everything's great. He said he's got a busy schedule coaching the youth teams, which has always been, you know, one of the things that he liked to do because... Right. His son was in, you know, youth football. Well, and that's why we thought it was a good gig for him because he had that experience, and that certainly helps. Feeder programs are really key to a successful high school program, and we thought with him coaching at that level and then getting kids, oftentimes with Kent County, you're going to play freshmen and sophomores. That uh, that's something that would would aid him being able to, uh, you know, coach these guys at an early age that had just came from the rec leagues. Well, the yeah. thing is, that he was coaching the rec leagues in Queen Anne's County. Mm-hmm. So, and his son. Um, who is attending Queen Anne's, um, has announced to his dad that he plans on returning to playing football again, and right. he'll be doing so at Queen Anne's. And uh, Brian said, you know, I just I can't miss out on watching him play. You know, and so yeah, family reasons, which I, I totally get. But so with him stepping down from Kent County, I reached out to Kevin Taylor, the athletic director at Kent County High School, mm-hmm. uh, a little while ago. And I, and I asked him, I said, uh, you know, have you got a new football coach yet? And he said, and I quote, says, nope, trying to get spring sports going first. So they haven't even started wow. the search yet. Uh, <sighs> and here we are, That's... the middle of March. Yeah, and, and look, he look. I'm sure it's something that he wasn't expecting. Absolutely. So to be fair to him, he he does have sports going on right now that have to operate right now. Right. So there are priorities that have to get put in place, and sometimes you get handed that when it's unexpected, and it it's not the number one priority at the moment because you've got sports right now that are just about to start their season. So I can understand that, but that puts the program back, and I, I'm curious as to. If any assistant coaches on that staff, who's staying, who would step up? If if somebody behind the scenes right now is keeping an eye on weightlifting and offseason work and all that, because Brian, it seemed to me, was starting to you know build something there. He had a young group of guys, so really he was able to put his imprint on from the get-go. He wasn't inheriting a program with a bunch of juniors and seniors that may or may not buy in and are used to a different way. He was getting a lot of young kids where these guys were going to be under his thumb and in his system two, three years, maybe even four years in some cases. And programs like this go through a lot of turnover. And so you hate, you understand, and you certainly respect the family aspect, but from a strict football and Kent County uh, perspective, it's tough because they need stability. They need that. And to have a constant turnover, it really hurts. And very well could set the program back another year or two, depending on what happens with the assistant coaching crew. Absolutely. And you have to wonder, you know, you, you hope there's some support there at Kent County, just like the same thing with J.M. Bennett. You know, I mean, we've heard rumblings that, you know, they, they down at J.M. Bennett, they, they don't really support uh, the, uh, the, you know, the Friday night football, you know, programmer. And now they're Saturday afternoon. And that probably has a lot to do with it because now the administration they got to show up at the field on Saturdays at 12 o'clock instead of Friday night right after school. Right. Yeah, it's an extra day that they have to commit. Now, that being said, 
they could go ahead and play their games at Wicomico Stadium. And, and like they used to. Like they used before to. The, before the shipyard. Yeah. Or, right. or you could do something really good in Wicomico County, and that's put lights up at the shipyard. shipyard. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and a press box, too. And, and then you got a real football field with lights, and they can play those games on Friday nights, so those kids get to experience Friday night lights at not just away games. Oh, and you could play soccer on Friday nights, too, Absolutely. when they're when they're away and such. And yeah, yeah it, it's and I think in Salisbury, when you've got Wicomico and Parkside, there are different levels of support, and there is a feeling that compared to those other two schools, that it's not there at that school the way it is at the other two. And certainly, as we know, going through COVID, Every county, every administration, every AD, all a little bit different in how they handled that as well to an extent. And, yeah, to be a successful program and head coach, you need to really have a buy-in or a care about it. Or you're just going to stay out of the way and let those guys do their thing. But if you're going to be involved... Yeah, obviously you want to all be rowing to use the shipyard. You want to be rowing in the same direction. And there is some feeling that it that's not... It's not there 100 percent, or or as much there as needed. Well, so. Let's let's hope Greg gets that. I, mean, I hope. I hope. Yeah, and I hope yeah. that changes. And and look, we don't know all the ins and outs. It's just some things we've heard some from some people. And uh, right, let's hope that things change and and maybe whatever needs to be communicated about that. But that's all part of the interview process, though, Mark. I mean, those are the questions that if you're if you're a, co- a candidate. Though, look, you've got to be proactive as well. It's not just them asking you questions. You ask them questions about what kind of support you're getting, what can I expect or not expect, because, look, grass isn't always greener. Now, look, going from Washington to James and Bennett is still a huge step up, with all due respect from to Washington, and you feel you feel bad for those guys because he had been in there and there's been continuity. But that all said, still, grass is always greener on the other side. We'll be talking with Greg Lazinski coming up a little bit later on to talk about the difference in the step up from 1A to 3A. Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is sponsored by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. Get more information at midshoreexteriors.com. So uh, one of our favorite guests, Jake Coleman, was on another. <laughs> he was cheating on us and was on another podcast uh, out of Salisbury. Well, it, it, okay, the, the guy that does the podcast, he's a former coworker of mine. He and I were due to work together actually for the St. Patrick's Day Parade No See that got canceled. He's a morning show host on one of the music stations in the right. market. He does his own podcast, but it's not right. it's not a dedicated I, high school football yeah. podcast. So, so. anyway, so Jake, yeah. Coleman, Jake Coleman was on his podcast, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was. <sighs> It was a, a fun interview to, to listen to. I don't know where Jake was going or whatever, because it was, you know, to sit and watch it online was like a train wreck because, you know, Jake's phone was all over the place. I got dizzy. I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah. So I was on a roller coaster ride. Well, uh, there's a huge controversy 
came out of this podcast. Um, and basically, and I summarize here, mm-hmm. that, you know, Jake was saying that, and you could tell he was, what he said, he said in jest, okay, in, in a teasing fashion. Um, he basically said that, you know, all these teams have players that are graduating, you know, well, unless they go to Y High. And again, I'm just summarizing. This isn't a complete quote. You can find it online uh, if you look for it. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it was a shot at Y High, a, an opponent, a, um, a an opponent that has been blossoming. But you can interpret it as saying that, you know, well, the kids at Y High, they don't graduate. And we already know that since Isaiah Taylor's taken over that program, uh, and we've been very vocal, even with Isaiah Taylor talking about the one thing that I that Y High was missing was discipline. Since, since Nettles, yeah, yes. And, and he came in, and Isaiah's done a fantastic job. Uh, getting these kids on board with his program. They're working every day, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and, and you hear it from them and the assistant coaches as well, and they're really working their tail off to, to instill that in the kids. Yeah, and yeah. they're not doing it just on the football field. They're also doing it in the classroom, and they're leaders in the school. Right. So did Jake mean anything by it? No. I, knowing Jake Coleman the way I do, and I haven't talked to Jake about this. Um, I'd like to get him back on the, the podcast, and you know, in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but I tell you, there's uh, there was a heck of and I'll, uh, there was a heck of response in oh, yeah. backing Coleman by Bobby Hammond, a former Stephen Decatur player. I, mean, I can read some of this if you want, but but anyway, go ahead. You yeah. know, Jake, knowing Jake, keep in mind, Jake came from the, as he put it, the projects in, in Cambridge, you know, and yeah, for those criticizing him, I wonder how many, though, know about his background. I would encourage you to go back I, I bet, and listen to our podcast with him. Right. I, I bet they don't. And I think if they understood that better, then they would see that, okay, maybe it was you know, poor judgment, bad timing. Maybe the way he brought it out just wasn't, it didn't, it didn't connect Should well. Should he have said it? No. Yeah. But, and, and you have to be more careful than ever in this day and age, unfortunately. Yeah. But bottom line is, for those that are critical, I hope they realize all that he's done for kids, all that he's done at Decatur. Look, he's taken things right. to another level. That's a bottom line. And, you know, he is of a different breed. And it's different from Coach Knox. And that's just but, the bottom line. But for the ones that are saying he's racist, okay, yeah, that's, by, by, that's by saying because Decatur's mainly a white school. All right. Keep in mind, everything he's done at Decatur, he also did at Cambridge. At Cambridge, which is and not an all-white school exactly. or a mostly white school. Right. right. And, right. you know, so I think, should he have said it? No. You know, but and because, like you said, in this day and age, but the NAACP has gotten involved. And the, all Isaiah Taylor was the one that sent it to me and said, have you seen this? And my response was, wow. Because I was like, wow, because in this day and age. So I told Isaiah, I said, listen, the proof is in the pudding. Just put the facts out there. You know, you got kids that, you know, they you, they give out uh, the uh, the Minds in Motion certificates for kids that have 3.5 GPAs. There's kids at Y High, you know, that play football, they got the Minds in Motion. Mm-hmm. I think team-wise, they're like a 3.0. 
Yeah. And look, that's the background. And look, the backgrounds of the kids coming or going to Wicomico compared to Decatur are different. Now, that's not to say Decatur doesn't have kids that come from challenging backgrounds, but it's more so at Wicomico than Decatur. Right. So you have to understand that context that in some cases it's more of a challenge than what Decatur has. But the bottom line in this day and age that you just you got to be really careful about what you say and the way it comes off and so on and so forth. So I'm not surprised by the backlash, but I do hope the people that are criticizing first took the time to get to know what Coleman has done at Cambridge and Decatur for uh, many, many black student athletes at both schools and i'm not sure that they really did do their homework on that uh but you're right this has turned into a a big a big controversy but i thought bobby hammond's response on facebook a former decatur player who says that coleman who is the advocate we've always longed for decatur a person who will strive to make sure all people of colors have the chance to capitalize on their opportunities to change their lives but he said he's been a huge advocate for these student athletes getting them into college he said that he's just bothered by the fact that they don't understand that coach coleman essentially as we're saying has done a lot for kids that i don't think these uh, some of these folks uh, understand right and that uh, yeah he, he admitted his mistake but that he's not, uh, you know, he's not a racist. And he also goes on to talk about a Worcester County commissioner and, and right. comments they made and how there was some inconsistency. That's an aside from, you know, this particular situation. Well, and, and Jake actually went on his Facebook page and said, and I quote, I'm reading this right from his Facebook page that he posted March 7th at one fifty one in the afternoon. He said, I sincerely apologize to everyone who has viewed and listened to the insensitive comment I made during an interview with Bill Baker regarding football here on the shore. While I thought I was making a joke about reclassification, I realize now how thoughtless and inappropriate the comment was. I especially want to apologize to all of Y High student athletes for ever implying, even unintentionally, anything negative about them. As a coach, I recognize the level of influence I have, not only on the student I coach, but our athletic community. I promise that I will strive to do and be better moving forward. Mm-hmm. Not much else you can say. No. I mean, we like both. We like both schools, you know. And I mean, we like Isaiah Taylor, and he's done an amazing job at Y High. And we we love Jake Coleman too, you know. And yeah, I, like I said, I think with Jake, it was just a, it was a shot across the bow to get ready for the 2022 football uh, yes. season. And there's been several. Why high supporters that said, we can't wait for you to come to our well, house in September. I'm sure. And, you know, context is everything. Right. And I think that if somebody that doesn't know anything about Coach Coleman hears the podcast, right, they're not going to know. Right. And if they're just going based on that, then that's why you get the response you do. Context is really important. I'll just say this, too, though, Mark. If someone were to come from the perspective and say, well, he's just bitter because he lost to them. Well, not not entirely true. Lost during the regular season, but beat Y High at Y High in a playoff game. So, you know, you can't say that, well, he's bitter because he lost to him twice. No, he didn't. He beat him in the playoffs to advance to the next round. So... You can't really use that as 
well, they, they, there's the underlying issue. He's upset because he thinks that, you know, the reclassification or grades or kids are getting, you know, more opportunities to play and all that. No, he, he beat him one time at it, too. So it's not that. It's not like he went 0-2 against him. So there, there's not there's not that. I can't wait to see that game well, in, the, in the fall. It's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, but, but yeah. uh, well, that'll wrap up our football talk. Let's talk uh, spring sports next. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More information at forallseasonsinc.org. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, thanks for tuning in to Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. So we've been talking football. We're going to turn our attention real quick to spring sports. Uh, you know, boys and girls lacrosse, baseball, softball, uh, and in the track and field as well. Uh, let's start with boys lacrosse. Ken Island and Parkside, I think, are going to be the two teams to beat once again uh, here on the Bayside. St. Peter Paul, think you know, Coach Tracy's got to see what those kids have, you know, to uh, to, to compete in the. MIA. You said Ken Island at Parkside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to be uh, the top two. Ken Island's already scrimmaged some kids from across the shore, and they handled it pre- across the bay, and they've handled it pretty well. Hmm. Um, Bobby always schedules some tough, tough kids, so uh, it'll be interesting to see them play. And of course, Queen Anne's is back, you know, as the defending state champ, and uh, not going to be an easy run for them. Uh, J.M. Bennett's looking good here in the early going as well. Hmm. Okay, so. a couple of Salisbury teams in the mix out of the South. You usually tend to think lacrosse and Decatur uh, that went down that way, but very good. And you're right, those teams, uh, I know Parkside last year, and we uh, we had a chance to interview Queen Anne's yeah. uh, back in the Bayside North. Yeah, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, in mm-hmm. fact. Uh, baseball, Decatur's strong. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Kyle Dalbert has with Parkside. Of course, J.M. Bennett, uh, you know, they've, they've always been competitive. Uh, St. Michael's, I think, in the north, <laughs> yet again. Yeah. I, I think they are the class of the field. It's going to be interesting to see how much pitching does Colonel Richardson have and uh, to see how they shake out. And I think Ken Island's going to be tough in the 2A uh, when it comes to baseball. Um, and I think when it comes to softball, my goodness, it's going to be, you know, will we see Easton rise back to the top? Uh, Queen Anne's got a brand new head coach uh, in that system. Are they going to be able to defend their title? Um, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy round. I think, you know, as far as softball is concerned, uh, north and south, I think it's wide open. Well, that makes the most fun. Yeah, yeah, it really does. You know, when you get down to it, that's it makes it a lot of fun. You know, speaking of fun, you know, it was fun. It was fun, uh, you know, hearing about because I didn't go um, the high school state championship runs. You know, we had two teams that went to the uh, state semis um, and, and made the final four, 
And that was why High and Cambridge South Dorchester. Mm -hmm. On the boys' side. On the boys' side. And they both lost. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for the girls, um, Parkside, Decatur, and Cambridge all lost in the round of eight. But a shout-out to Colonel Richardson. You know, they won their very first girls' basketball playoff game. Was that against Havard Grace? And it was at home. No, Havard Grace okay. was really good. No, they uh, okay. beat, I want to say it was Perryville or somebody. But, okay. Well, know. I was thinking Northeast. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. They, yeah. they won their home game. Then yeah. they had to go on the road and, and didn't do so well there. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, shout out to them for doing a good job with that. Well, we talked about and praised Colonel Richards in football and the historic accomplishments they had and there you go for Colonel Richardson girls basketball again that that's one of the fun parts of doing this job Mark is seeing programs that haven't been good for years that all of a sudden have one of those magical seasons or in the football case of Colonel Richardson a culmination of hard work where they started out again having a rough go of it but slowly but surely they built themselves up and they won football games they made playoffs, then they hosted home playoff games, and then they won, you know, won a title, and they beat Cambridge for the first time. Again, that's on the football end, but good uh, good for the girls' basketball. Congratulations to them on that. And, hey, you got to crawl before you walk, right? Yeah. And yeah. then that's, that's, hopefully, that's hopefully a foundation going forward for that program. You're exactly right. You do have to crawl before you walk, and, and I think they're just trying to, to build over there. Uh, speaking of building – um, I, I got to give a shout out to Colonel Richardson Wrestling um, because they had a uh, uh, another uh, state semifinalist didn't quite get the win, uh, but it was able to do real well in the tournament, made it to the finals, and that's Austin Alexander. Um, he became the first wrestler in school history to win a Bayside Conference title uh, at 285 and the second in four years to reach a state final. So congratulations to him uh, getting that done. And uh, and then I'm trying to remember, Queen Anne's had uh, a girl, a female wrestler that um, also won a state championship. And I'm going to get her uh, name here in just a second. Mm. But, well, uh, and speaking of wrestling, now... It was news that didn't come as a surprise to many, if any, but Todd Martinek making it official last week on social media on Facebook that he was stepping down from coaching at Steve Nicator. Uh, He'll remain a teacher there, but somebody who's made an indelible mark at Bayside Conference Wrestling. Yeah, and you know that wasn't a surprise because he turned around and said at the beginning of the year. Right, as I just said, came to surprise to to not any, you know, very few, if any, that is. Yeah, Yeah, and it was like, you know, some media outlets put it out there like it was breaking news. Uh, Right, Uh, we're reporting that. (laughs) No, you're not. Uh, (laughs) He he reported it on his own Facebook page. You're you're just, and I think I reposted on Shore Sports MD. Saying the coach has spoken, right? Not that we're reporting because we wouldn't have been, right? Reporting is you have the story first that 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 he's making the announcement with you first. There's your breaking news. That was not the case here, yeah. but no, uh, absolutely, we have some rookies in the in the field. And yeah, they're trying learning. to do things. Le- yes, we've just been, we've just, been just remember here for a long time. Just remember <laughs> where it all started, and the credit goes to the man I'm talking to right across the way here. There there was no other outlet like this before overtime live so don't let anybody else fool you and look the more coverage of high school sports the better so i don't want it to sound like sour grapes but just remember where it started and also remember you know have some journalistic integrity would you please yeah <laughs> please that's Ugh. true yeah i mark i could do a whole podcast about it I mean, that's something that i brought up several times on my show in baltimore but i'll save that for another time yeah it's you know sometimes 
I, honestly, I think people forget about us. I, I really do. And and are we tooting our own horn here? Yeah, yeah, we are. But well, if we don't, who will? Well, yeah, pretty much because you know we're we've been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that you put local sports in your talk show and do local oh, sports. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. During the day, right? You know, we call ourselves the local sports leader here on the shore because we are. I mean, nobody else does sports in the morning. Like we do. Yeah, I mean, Mark, you, yeah, you've got it covered on the midshore. You know, I'm down in southern Delaware in the lower shore. But absolutely, outside of what you do on your program and what I do on my program, there's no other on the radio, that is, no other radio covering local sports that like we do. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, we're doing it for the kids. And, you know, I think sometimes uh, people get a little confused when we say that. Um, you know, we do it because we want the kids to be able to – uh, get the the recognition uh, that that they deserve, and and there's plenty of uh, recognition that uh, is deserved, um, you know, out there for for all of these kids that mm-hmm. are competing across Maryland's eastern shore. That was the whole reason why we created ShoresportsMD.com. You know, there's been a lot of talk. Well, uh, Delmarva Sports Network is going to put you out of business. No, you just said it. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, it's like you know, come on. You know, I think it's great with what they're doing. Um, you know, with with Delmarva Sports Network, it's Channel 16 has blossomed off. Remember Scott Abraham when he was here with 16, he made 16 your local sports leader on the television. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. He got the the, the uh, student athletes involved, and, or I mean, the uh, crowds involved, right. and all of that. Right. So it was great. It was great that he did that. And and I think when you got down to it, then when he left, the next guy, it fell on its face. And forty seven did a nice job uh, with with um, uh, Trayvon Miles. With Trayvon Miles, you know, Trayvon left, and now sixteen is trying to forty seven still doing a good job, but sixteen has expanded. And they've expanded to include Delaware and all that. And they're doing a lot of different stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to go on a diatribe here because I want to get to Greg. But I mean, I think we're all in it to promote our kids and the more exposure these kids can get here on the shore because we've got some damn good athletes well let's put it this way our goal is not to wipe out anybody else that covers high school sports nor should their goal be to do that either because if that's the case then you're putting the kids second or third not putting the kids first and that's what it's about so right the more people covering it or the more outlets covering it the better and i'm glad to see that there was a philosophy shift at 16 because at one point they weren't really high on sports or athletics and that hey that is their their absolute right to have uh you know conduct a business that way but obviously that has shifted um but anyway hey all, all i'll say is i'll toot your horn though you were the first here, okay? <laughs> there was nobody before over Tom Lad. There was not in terms of doing what we were doing. Um, so that's that's all that needs to be said. I, I appreciate it. Greg Lozinski next on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Hanging out with Bob Pino at an optical galleria, spring and summer just around the corner, and we can start thinking sunshine, Bob. Sunshine with the new transition polarized lens. Not only does this light lens go from light to dark, but it also gets polarized, so it cuts the glare very well when you're outdoors. The nice thing about an optical gallery, you stop by one of their three locations. You take care of the personal service, the lenses, the frames, everything right there at an optical gallery. The lenses are cut in our lab 
right here in Centerville and in Ocean City. We sit down with you, talk to you, what type of work you do, do you do a lot of driving. Personal service is what we've based our reputation on. And don't forget to check out, while you're at an Optical Galleria, the Hook Optics, this new sunglass line that is absolutely amazing. If you have questions, you can pick up the phone and call Bob at 443-262-9415. Or always online at eyesandart.net. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Oh, yes. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. The wrestler that I uh, couldn't remember the name of, the female wrestler, Allie Conley, from uh, Queen Anne's County High School. She won the 100-pound state championship for female wrestling uh, in the uh, state championship uh, tournament a couple of weeks ago. I'm not on. There we go. So congratulations to her. Uh, We've got Greg Lisetsky with us, uh, the head coach of the J.M. Bennett Clippers, a former head coach of Washington High School. Hi, Coach. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, going well. We appreciate you uh, uh, taking time for us real quick to uh, talk about this switch. And, uh, wow, that, what I, I guess how'd this come about, switching from Washington to J.M. Bennett, because they're in two different school systems. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was kind of about an opportunity presented to me um, in the school system, as well as a coaching opportunity. Um, I decided at the end of – our um, past season, the 2021 season, that I wasn't going to return as the uh, Washington High School uh, football head coach. Um, I'd been doing it for seven years and uh, just decided that uh, I'm going to start looking for uh, leadership opportunities in other counties and and to get out of the classroom. Um, And I didn't want to leave the Washington High football program in a situation where I got hired, um, you know, like, like in May or June, and next thing you know, they're looking for a new head coach in, in May or June. I didn't feel like that was um, fair to the kids or anybody involved with the program. So um, I decided to resign, um, not really expecting to coach football this upcoming season. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the Bennett football job um, came open, which obviously I didn't expect it to. Um, and uh, I'd applied to Wacomico County um, for uh, a dean of students position, and I got calls about both within um, days of each other and, and interviewed for both positions and was offered both positions and accepted both positions. Um, so it all kind of happened pretty quickly there, but I'm excited about the opportunity. Coach, your decision to step down from Washington was made prior to any opportunities, as you just made mention, at James M. Bennett or anywhere else that, that may have popped up. What went behind that decision-making to, to step down from being the Jags head coach? Because, look, we all know, you know that it's a, it's a challenging spot there in Princess Anne, and, and you certainly hope the, and wish them nothing but the best going forward. But it is challenging for any coach that's in that spot there. Yeah, it, it's it's a challenge, um, but it's one that I've enjoyed for seven years. You know, um, the kids that have come out for the program, um, I have nothing but respect for them. Um, you know, they, they, yeah. they gave their all for me on the field, oftentimes against opponents that, uh, you know, we, we may not have deserved to be on the field against, um, you know, just, just because of the sheer numbers of the programs. Um, and uh, look, 
Um, it just, like I said, this is something that I didn't expect to happen. The opportunity was presented to me. Um, my wife and I had um, talked after the 2021 season, like I said, about, about me resigning, not coming back, um, a lot due to me applying to other counties, um, some of it due to uh, family and our kids growing up. And, um, you know, Washington is further away from my house, um, and it, it takes me longer to get home, get to my kids' practices, and with the opportunity to be at Bennett, um, I live in Wicomico County in the Bennett School District, so I will be closer to family after practices and, and games and stuff like that. Um, and it, it really just made sense um, right now for for my career-wise um, as a professional, not necessarily as a coach, but um, as an education professional and for us as a family. Do you know, has Washington hired another football coach yet? They have, yeah. So um, one of the uh, assistant coaches on my staff, uh, he is a teacher in the building. His name is uh, Mike Drake. Um, he had worked on my staff for um, the past two seasons. Uh, this past year was the defensive coordinator. He's going to take over as the head coach. Right. He spoke to us on media day as the Washington representative at Cambridge. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because you skipped out on us. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't do that this season, Coach. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I uh, I definitely plan on being there. <laughs> We're talking with Greg Lazinski, new head coach of the J.M. Bennett Clippers, and I guess uh, you started the weight room program. Uh, so the kids are in the weight room. Um, I'm not actually allowed to have contact with the kids yet because I guess my um, clearances don't transfer from Somerset County to Wacomico County. So oh. until um, I'm going to get those taken care of this week, um, after I get those taken care of, then uh, plan on going in there and, uh, and meeting with the players and um, getting everybody in the weight room, kind of on the same uh, program. Um, I've already met with uh, coaches. Um, we've talked about some things we'd like to accomplish here in the off season and get things going. I was going to say with Dustin Mills having step down I'm curious how much in the way of work has been put in by the players have they on their own gone into the weight room and worked and uh, maybe worked on the fields and, and throwing and catching and, and whatever it is that they need to work on has that been going on or has offseason work been dormant uh, because there was no head coach so from what I understand is uh, Dustin and some of the other coaches have been uh, putting stuff together. Anchor um, down, to right? Kinda, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to keep the guys going. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all there for the kids. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, like me here, when I stepped down from Washington, I was still helping kids out, helping Mike out with the transition. And I'm sure Dustin was doing the same thing at Bennett um, just to keep things going. Um you know, and uh, once I get in there and, and able to take over uh, uh, fully here with the weight training program and stuff, um, we're going to start to implement some different things that uh, we just talked about within the last couple of days. With, you know, with the coaching staff that I'm pretty excited about. Are you going to keep the coaching staff that's already there? Or are you bringing some folks with you? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so uh, I've talked to. Um, the guys, a lot of the guys, I haven't met with all the coaches yet, but uh, but a lot of the coaches that have been there, um, and they're going to remain on staff. So the staff will be pretty well intact. And, um, you know, I'm going to rely on those guys a lot for um, understanding uh, some of the players that we have at Bennett because they've seen them for a couple years, and, and I haven't. Um, right. 
I'm also going to uh, bring uh, or add a couple guys uh, to the staff. One of the coaches uh, had coached with me previously at Washington, um, worked with me um, with the offensive line, and uh, was my defensive coordinator for a couple years here. And uh, he he's actually working at Bennett right now, so he's going to join our staff. Coach, I'm curious. I want to get into the uh, to the interview end of things in, in just a second here, but I'm curious from the outside looking in, did you have much of an opportunity at all to, to take a look at Bennett and were you curious as to a 3A program that went winless and, and this isn't meant to be obviously a knock or anything. We love Dustin Mills and you know we wish that things had been better. The team had about 11 or 13 seniors, but uh, were you able to observe them or, or, or were you curious as well from the outside about, uh, about the Bennett program or is this hey you know I was just so focused on Washington that you know I'm going in pretty much with zero uh I don't know uh, zero pre pre or preconceptions about the program yeah so I'm gonna be honest honest with you guys I didn't even know Bennett was winless um I was so focused on uh, what we had to do here with Washington and trying to fix some of our issues and focus on each of our opponents um, I didn't find that out until um, it really I applied for the job. Um, and, you know, everybody has their ups and down years from what I understand. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, Bennett has a pretty young roster and some pretty talented kids in, in the ninth and 10th grade that uh, I look forward to having a chance to develop. So the $64 million question is, in terms of the interview, obviously they're asking you a bunch of questions, but what mm-hmm. questions did you ask the administration and what did you want to find out from them before you agreed to take the job? Because as we know, you got to have support to have a successful program. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, really the questions that I was asking was was about the type of um, support that I was going to have and the environment that I was going to have around me because, uh, you know, I, I really had to feel comfortable that I was coming into a situation um, where I could implement the type of program that I wanted to and be supported doing that. Recruiting, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we, don't we, say we, it, Coach. We already have recruiting it's from our role. own school. <laughs> recruiting from our own school from from, exactly from Bennett right. High School. That's right. <laughs> we're we're going to add more kids from the hallways onto the football program. There you go. Well, listen. Uh, good luck. We look forward to spending more time with you uh, in the next month or so, so we can talk more about the program once you cl- get that security clearance, so you can go in and yeah. see the kids and see what you have. Yeah, and we'll get, definitely have you back to yeah. go into more detail. Yeah, but uh, definitely. Sure. And, we look forward to talking to you, of course, with our 14th year of Overtime Live that will be starting up at the end of August as well. So uh, thanks for taking the time, and go spend some time with your family because that's about to run out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. You got it. Congrats, Coach. Greg Lazetsky, right, the new head coach at J.M. Bennett High School. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Perrette Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perrette and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Perrette Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. And, uh, wow, so... There you go. It's good to know that uh, Mike Drake is the new head coach at Washington High School. So for football, yeah. So there's some continuity. There's continuity there. He's been there for two yeah. seasons, so that's a good thing. That'll definitely help in a, a transition there. That maybe there won't be a whole lot of transition actually. Uh, but you know, every guy puts his own imprint on the program to an extent. But that's that's good to see because again, you know, Washington like Kent. They need stability. And there's just one opening left now, Kent County. So maybe right. hopefully that'll get filled by April or May. So uh, we've got that to look forward to. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, uh, college basketball. 
Um, how about Virginia Tech? You know I got to talk about the Hokies. Yeah. Well, and there is and there is a Bayside tie to the Hokies. Yes, Kevaluma. Uh, uh, Kevaluma, uh, yeah. who was at uh, Stephen Decatur, mm-hmm. and uh, was actually went to Wolford um, out of uh, high school. Uh, where Mike Young was coaching, and then Young got hired at Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and uh, he brought he brought uh, Aluma with him, he brought Murphy with him, he brought uh, Couture with him, and uh, it was just good to see them fight their way through the ACC tournament. And had they not gotten that three pointer from Max Maddox in that first game against Clemson, they'd have never been in the championship game. Yeah, and they beat Duke. I mean, how about that? North Carolina beats Coach Canada's last home game at Cameron. Now, yeah, they won the regular season uh, first time as the lone champion since '06. But then no ACC tournament championship I, I, for Coach K. I, I, I'm I thought, loving. The, I'm loving this I stuff. I thought Coach K was going to cry. Yeah. You know, looking at him on the bench. And uh, yeah. what a, and what a course, pity. What a shame. And, and how about Iowa? Iowa in the Big Ten tournament. Wow, they're going to be a team to mess with. Well, they can score. Their issue is defense, but they came out and played really good defense against uh, Purdue. Who doesn't Uh, play very good defense. Yeah, they've they've got their issues as well. But I I think Purdue, Wisconsin, those are teams in the Big Ten that I think have a a shot. And and even though they've been reeling, I I still will give Ohio State a shot at at going uh, potentially Sweet 16 out of the Big Ten. Well, Purdue's going to be playing Yale. Virginia Tech gets Texas. And if both of those teams win, they will meet Virginia Tech and Purdue. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that. And on the other half of their bracket is Kentucky. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but uh, wow well listen we gotta get out of here um we're gonna roll on thanks for tuning in this week and uh we look forward to talking more college basketball next week yeah and uh, of course we'll be a little closer to spring sports as well and uh, who knows who our next guest is gonna be yeah well, well, Shannon's we'll telling out. me probably should be a woman talking girls sports or something. Sure, so, sure. But, well, uh, we can always do one of each. Yeah. You know? So who knows? We'll see so, what we come up with. But yeah. uh, there's plenty. Thanks for tuning in today. Make sure you share the podcast, and uh, also want to remind you that uh, check out ShoresportsMD.com. ShoresportsMD.com. Uh, we've got all sorts of stuff uh, up there on the website for you to check out, and we'll be updating with a lot of spring sports stuff uh, too in the next couple of weeks. So check that out and. Uh, Thanks, thanks for making time for us today. Are you saying to me or to, yeah, our, to, to our, our? Oh, well, yeah. I'm here just about every Monday. But you're you're welcome. I'm 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 happy to do it. It's been, it's a crazy week. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but uh, I like doing this. It's enjoyable. And what Beckett's now like four? L- little over three and a half months. <laughs> yeah, right. Little over three and a half months. She's growing big and strong. I'm telling you, Mark. She uh, she's got good uh, hand eye coordination and mm-hmm. very uh, very aware of her surroundings. So I I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we got an athlete on our hands. Volleyball, right. basketball, and softball. So. But, soccer, uh, swimming, soccer yeah, there, whatever yeah, so. it may be, yeah. 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 Right. Just get that scholarship. That's right, exactly. ShoresportsMD.com and Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another Time Out soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.